Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My Instagram, Alice, I saw two, I mean, they, it looks like they're building a dam, and they look like beavers, but they had, like, uh, otter tails, I think. Check it out when you have a time. Down, right down the street okay. next to uh, the pizza place. Very cool. I haven't seen uh, those guys yet. They were, oh, there was actually three of them I saw once I saw the video again, and they're, like, frolicking mm-hmm. in the water. It was really, they were really awesome. Um, okay. Speaking of Hunter Biden's cocaine, how beautiful is this? How beautiful is it? I mean, every time you think they can't get any more beautiful, that political argument uh, article that you had sent, White House cocaine culprit, unlikely to be found, law enforcement official. Just can't do it. It's impossible to know in the White House who could have brought in cocaine and left it there. It's not like a place where there's a lot of you know, law enforcement and cameras and logs of who was where when. Yeah, you know, we we asked around a little bit. Nobody came forward. It's not likely to be found. (laughs) We put it out there on social media. If this is your cocaine, please let us know. DC please said, but, you know, so far, remarkable. It's remarkable. Not only that, um, uh, law enforcement officials confirmed on Wednesday that cocaine was found in the White House, but one official familiar with the investigation cautioned that the source of the drug was unlikely to be determined, given that it was discovered in a highly trafficked area of the West Wing. Unlikely. Well, it's a highly recorded area of the West Wing, too, I believe. And um, so there's this other... The coverage in this They address that in the article. They say that even if there were surveillance cameras, which I assume there are, even if there were surveillance cameras, unless you were waving it around, it may not have been caught by the cameras. What do you know? Out of the officially spoke on condition of anonymity, given it's an ongoing investigation, it's a bit of a thoroughfare. People walk by there all the time. So the AFP news, American Foreign Press news. Isn't it? Agence France Press. Oh, is it? Whatever it is. Nobody would have known, Alice. You just let that go. 
Anyway, Barron's has this. Um, everybody has this. Uh, Barron's has this. Uh, in I'm uh, 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 Paul news. Uh, cocaine found <laughs> at White House. Co- cocaine found at White House was in area for visitors. Was in area for visitors. So, you know, so you, you know the, the, it's saying, no doubt though, that Hunter Biden very often is also in areas for visitors uh, because he's making his way around Washington, D.C. Well, right. And I so this is so funny to me, too, because it's the area for that visitors walk through on West Wing tours. But that's not the standard White House tour, the right. West Wing tour. It's already super hard to get a White House tour. You have to like mm-hmm. go through your congressman or senator. Um, remember, you emailed the Trump people. To, right, get us right. a, to get us a White House tour when we were going to be in, in uh, D.C. It's hard to get a White House tour. You have to plan a lot in advance. You have to have specific forms of ID. You can't have a lot of stuff with you. It's not allowed. There's a log of who comes in and out. All your stuff gets checked by officials when you go in. Like, And the West Wing tour is more exclusive than the regular tour. We didn't yes. see the West Wing when we were there. No, we yeah, that's a totally different, different tour. Um, I don't think there was one Sunday regardless. Um, yeah, and and so and like I love everybody saying like this was found like on a day when the president and his family weren't there. Well, yeah, but they just were there like, right. right before that. In Hunter's I mean, oftentimes separated Hunter was just there a couple of days ago. He, he's oftentimes separated from his possessions as we know. He seems yeah, to he's lose not the most. Yes, he loses he's track like of things. He's like one of our kids like Yes, he, he loses track of the laptops with night. all of the, uh, the, you know, drug use, talk of spies, and sex with prostitutes was on. I mean, th- that was, it, like, passed mm-hmm. through his mind. Well, right, and like I speculated but did not know for sure, um, National Review also had an article this morning that detailed how, like, all the staff who are there have a huge amount of like drug testing if you have any record of any like possession uh, or use of cocaine in like the last 10 years you can't even like get the clearances to be on the white house staff like there it's just it would be such a huge risk for somebody who works there and like would a visitor be using the cubbies where like the staff checks their cell phones when they come in or whatever it's so ludicrous that they're telling us they can't figure it out morgan says in the chat they could just test everybody for cocaine like yeah like all the staff should be tested for cocaine now wouldn't you think oh i, like, yeah, I would think so us, you're telling us that in like one of the most secure buildings on the entire planet somebody came in with illegal drugs and you can't figure out who it's like the most insane thing I've ever I think I've ever heard. Like there's a log of literally everybody who came into the building in those days that leading up to that time. Right. And in the idea that it's and a lot it, of them work there. Like, yes, just test them it, and see. And <sighs> once again, I love this. It says, and, you know, it just happened. So they're throwing in the towel already. It's just not looking good. Can't it's be de- yeah, it's can't. not looking good. It's going to be really hard. Biden and his family left Washington Friday and returned Tuesday. Which day did they find the cocaine? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, so it's perfect time. They left Friday night. So th- so listen to this. this yeah, is- so he left his cocaine there. Like, yes, I don't understand as you do. how that... Yeah, so this is Barron's uh, from the Agent France Press, as I call it, Alice. Mm-hmm. 
Listen to this. They do a lot of work in this one. Cocaine discovered at the White House was left in an area frequently used by visitors on tours. And not while President Joe Biden and his family were on the premises, officials said Wednesday. What a lead. What a lead. The cocaine that's usually found all the time, so that's not newsy enough for us to mention, at the White House, it wasn't Hunters and Joes, just so you know. That's the lead here. It's not that White House, that Coke was found in the West Wing. It's, no, 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 this is the same as the news director from Channel 7 saying, no, no, it was a John Wayne line from an old movie. Cocaine discovered in the White House was left in an area frequently used by visitors on tours and not while President Joe Biden and his family around the premises, officials said Wednesday, trying to just, you know, put it away immediately, uh, uh, lay all uh, concerns. That Definitely this wasn't anybody in Biden's family. No, I don't know why anyone family, would ever think of yes, that. The, That's crazy. The family talk. was away, and, and everybody knows that you can never be separated from your drugs at all. You're always carrying them with you everywhere you go. The White House sought to get highly the, the White House sought to get the highly unusual story under control. They were getting it under control, Alice. As details emerged of the drugs discovery Sunday in one of the most carefully guarded buildings in the world. Initial reports were of a white powder sparking fears of the kind of episode regularly occurring in official Washington buildings where unidentified powders found searches or uh, found during searches or received in the mail are treated as potential chemical attacks. This prompted a brief evacuation, but an entirely new set of alarms went off when preliminary analysis by techs and the city's fire department determined that the substance was actually cocaine. On Wednesday, the U.S. Secret Service, which protects the president... Do you know why it's really unusual that they have hazmat situations in the White House where there's unidentified white powders around? Because it, you can't, because drugs cannot permeate security unless you're entering where there is no security, which is reserved for family members. Exactly, because it would be really, really hard to get right. your cocaine into the White House and perhaps, unless you're some kind of very special VIP yes, guest or family and member. And perhaps foolhardy. You know, I'm yeah. gonna, I, I, mean, I, I can't get through seeing the Lincoln bedroom without being high out of my head. So I got to take this in. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've taken it in. You've gotten past security. <laughs> yeah, and then you you're not and, and then you're not going to take it. it out with you. You've already gotten by the sentries. The German shepherds made no noise. And you're not going to take it back with you. That is such a good point, too. Like, as a visitor, why do you need your cocaine with you at that time? On Wednesday, the Secret Service, which protects the presidential mansion, announced that it just confirmed the substance was cocaine. Our investigation is ongoing. Well, apparently not. Apparently it's over. <laughs> Here it's we go. It's going to be too hard, guys. Here we go, Alice. Be able to do it. This is the okay. AFP at its best here. Biden has made a priority of restoring traditional decorum to the White House after the Donald Trump years which included reports that the Republican president had a habit of flushing documents down toilets. Huh. So wait a second. I'm not sure these this comparison needed to be in there. Sure, this is the AFP telling us, yeah, sure, the coke is bad. But it's not documents down toilets. This is Yeah, the- and there's a bunch of people. Adderall was trending yesterday and today because everyone was saying, well, oh yeah, well, Trump was on Adderall all the time. Like, first of all, that's, like, not confirmed by anybody. Second of all, even if it was, once again, if he had left a bunch of white powder of crushed up Adderall lying around the building, that mm-hmm. also would have caused a hazmat situation, and that didn't happen, so we know that he didn't do that. But they the, just, also just know, just know accused was, John Jr. of being on coke. Just know, and Alice, that there is... They also never had this happen with him. Just know that there is... the. 
the, there was a lack of decorum during the Trump years. That belongs in this ar- this article for some reason. Topless transvestites and blow in right. the White House. That's, That's part of the return of decorum. However, the, listen to this. Beautiful. However, the 80-year-old Democrat has been dogged by salacious reporting over his son Hunter's troubled private life. Not least Those the train. Hold on. Always being no, so hold on. salacious. Not least, not least the trained lawyers' well-documented battle with severe drug addiction. He's a trained lawyer, Alice. Think decorum. Think Is of that how think, he makes think money? a man of import. And, and like you just said, he's been dogged by salacious reporting. The guy documented everything in a laptop. <laughs> it was the most salacious laptop ever known to any person on the earth. But the reporting yeah. was salacious. No, the reporting was just accurate. Hunter yeah, did all the no, reporting himself Trump, by Trump archiving everything subject, in a laptop. <laughs> Trump wasn't subject to salacious reporting. He no. just suffered from a lack of decorum personally. But if you notice what's going on at the Biden White House, all of a sudden you're doing salacious reporting. Right. By the way, Alice, the cocaine revelation immediately sparked unsubstantiated speculation in right-wing circles that the recovering drug user was somehow responsible. This is a literal news story. But somehow responsible. Unsubstantiated. Three, um, sorry, two paragraphs up, Biden's ret- restoring traditional decorum to the White House after the Donald Trump years, which included reports that the Republican president had a habit of flushing documents down the toilets. Now, I don't see any substantiation of that either. No. No, but the speculation from the, the right wing was, was unsubstantiated. Trump himself jumped the bandwagon Wednesday, uh, jumped on the bandwagon Wednesday with a typically rambling insult-laden message that included, does anybody really believe that the cocaine found on the West Wing of the White House, very close to the Oval Office, is for the use of anyone other than Hunter and Joe Biden? You know, So they've got to use the Trump quote, but they have to qualify it. Trump himself jumped on the bandwagon with a typically rambling, insult-laden message. So just so you know, what we have coming up here, it's just a very typically, typically rambling... Trigger warning. <laughs> yes, Don't take what he says seriously is what they're saying. Reflecting on the Fuhrer, reporters at a meeting between Biden and Swedish Prime Minister UK Ulf Christofferson, really, uh, mostly skipped asking questions on NATO and geopolitics for unsuccessful attempts to query the president on his position regarding the cocaine. Gosh, this reporter is salty. <laughs> oh, he is absolutely. asked the wrong yeah. question. In an attempt to put an end to the gossip, the White House made clear that circumstantial evidence at least points to a visitor being responsible, not anyone connected to the Bidens. Look at this. Barron's writes, uh, AFP writes, in attempt to put it into the gossip, the White House made clear. In other words, we vetted it. They made it clear. They made it clear that it's related to the visitor being responsible. I love how, how the Bidens are now um, um, are accusing the American public and the media is happy to go right, right with it. They made it clear it's a visitor. Somebody visited the White House with their cocaine. Um, so they go for Jean-Pierre stuff. So let's play some of this Karine Jean-Pierre stuff. But that AFP, I mean, talk about talk about prostitutions working with Hunter. Prostitutes working with Hunter. Uh, this is a little of Karine Jean-Pierre. Let me find a nice long one because... Otherwise, I, I think it's going to be redundant. What are you? What do you got there? You the one? No, you're not the one. 
Do you always talk to your sound cuts? Yeah, don't you? Mm -hmm. I have to tell them that I love them and I think about them. I just don't have anything to share at this time. And secondly, per the entry, go to the holiday. Can you give any more details on where the Secret Service found the cocaine in the West Wing and how it got there? So, as you know, this is under the preview of the Secret Service. Uh, they are currently investigating uh, what happened over the weekend, so I would have to refer you uh, to the Secret, First, the Secret Service on all of this. But one thing that I can share, that I'll, that I'll uh, share a little bit more information, as you know, the, the, the President and the First Lady and their family were not here this weekend, as you all reported on this, and as you also know that they left on Friday and returned just yesterday. Uh, where, uh, where this was discovered uh, is a heavily traveled area where many White House... Uh, hey, I also like this, that it's obviously not Hunter's Coke because Hunter's Coke is with him. He wouldn't leave it back at the White House. The suggestion right. is he's not... not how can you possibly say that Hunter would be doing coke at the White House? Right. They don't bother with that. What a ridiculous thing to suggest. He's doing it at Camp David. <laughs> West Wing, I should be even more specific. West Wing visitors uh, come through uh, this particular area. I just don't have anything more to share. It is under investigation by the Secret Service. This is in their purview. And so we're going to allow uh, certainly the investigation to continue. And we have confidence that the Secret Service will get to the bottom of this. Go ahead. Has the president said, hey, let's get to the bottom of what happened here? Well, I mean, I just said that we have confidence that the Secret Service is going to get to the bottom of this. As you all know, the president follows all the reporting here. Uh, and he certainly was briefed by his staff on everything that we know so far. But the Secret Service is investigating this, is investigating what happened over the weekend. And we have confidence that they will get to the bottom of this. Secondly, is there still a chance that Sweden will be approved uh, by NATO? And I think uh, uh, the Sweden Prime Minister being here today having yeah, okay, in, uh, in their purview, in their world. And then just a quick follow-up on this, this type of tour. Can you explain to the American people who would have access to the West Wing on this type of tour and what kind of protocols are in place? So Look, when it comes to uh, security protocol, that's something that the Secret Service certainly is going to handle, and so that is a question for them. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to visitors to the West Wing, uh, they come for many reasons. Uh, obviously, we do have uh, West Wing tours that, that occur here uh, on campus. Uh, they happen in this particular past uh, couple of days. They happen on Friday. They happen on Saturday uh, and Sunday. The times that they do not happen is when there's a federal holiday, like yesterday. There was not uh, a West Wing tour. Uh, and also when there's a, white, a, a large White House uh, event. So I don't have anything more to share uh, on, uh, on the particulars. Again, when it comes... So so, so they said, first of all, one question I hope we hear here is um, how many tours previously left their cocaine? Yeah, is this a, <laughs> answer is And also they said it's, it's in a cubby that you get when you take the West Wing tour to check your cell phones and stuff like that. Somebody would check their cocaine? <laughs> you sure it's going to be safe here, sir? All right. I just want to leave my drugs. This is a secure area, right? <laughs> This is a lot of this is a lot of blow. This is uh to security when it comes to anything of those types of protocols, that is something that Secret Service handles. 
Ken Rujia. Thanks, Kareen. And congratulations. Thank Should I you. call you President Rujia? <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, okay, sh that went over the head or got missed. <laughs> one president. <laughs> one okay, president. okay, okay. Back to the Coke, ladies. Like, one president at a time, Rujia. Eventually. Incoming president, maybe. We just Oh, puke. I wonder... If the cocaine episode has prompted the White House to ask the Secret Service to review its security protocol for I mean, visitors coming so in. So let's go, let them do their investigation. Again, this is under their purview. Let's see exactly what occurred and what happened. They're get, going to get to the bottom of this, they meaning the Secret Service, not going to get ahead of, of any changes in protocol or anything like that. Let's let the Secret Service do their job, which we believe and have all the confidence that they will get to the bottom of this. If you were the White House or the president, say, right, and the people around him, and you really actually believed that somebody in a White House tour was able to get this cocaine inside the building and leave it in a cubby, wouldn't you, like, be super concerned with the U.S. Secret Service protocols for screening visitors to the White House because if you can bring in cocaine and just leave it lying around like what can't you bring in right right what would what would get caught in the security procedures because yeah. it seems to me obviously like the reason they were testing it is because they were concerned it was like anthrax or something else like well, well right it could be freaking anything what yes can I it could be pure secret cameras from foreign spies yeah. it could be I mean like what it seems insane to me that you wouldn't be concerned with where random illegal drugs appeared from well, in the White well, House. Not only the that, only possible explanation is that you already know who they appeared from, and it right. wasn't the well, U.S. Secret Service screening right. process for visitors. Well, not only that, but yeah, so they have magnetometers, whatever they're called, in the hounds around, and other ways to see to check for substances, etc. Um. Yeah, Fritz the cat says they could bring explosives in. Like, if you can get right. that in there, like, right, it could be anything. It's, so, like the the that's the thing is the breach is the thing, right? So, Unless they already know it's not a breach, right? Which of course it's not because it's hundreds <laughs> of coke. <laughs> that makes the explanation really easy, doesn't it? Illegal substances into the White House. So, what's preventing? a visitor from bringing in anthrax or something that's not magnetic into the White House. No, look, Weja, I totally understand the question, but it is under investigation. We're going to get to the bottom to exactly what happened. The Secret Service will, not us. Uh, and so we're going to let the Secret Service do their job. I'm just not going to get ahead of, of if or, or whens or changes. We just have to let the Secret Service do their job, which they are. Now, you know, going off of the Garrity thing, the Jim Garrity thing, National Review, mm -hmm. It is a good point that Hunter has been under a lot of stress. I mean, for anybody, this guy, it's a bit of an embarrassing laptop to have, among other things, but also to be in the court system, to know that he's guilty, to know that he could take his father's uh, entire legacy down with him, to uh, to know that he's a piece of crap for abandoning the other kid. You know, there's a lot of, he's just, a, there's so much dirtbaggy about him that you got to think for for even somebody not prone to be an addict, this would be a tough time. This would be very tempting time. Also, and he's I been mean, hanging around recently, so maybe Biden took him in because he knows that he fell off the wagon. 
Well, yeah. And the other thing is, too, um, and I think Morgan referenced something like this in the chat the other day, too, that, like, compared to Hunter's usual activities, like, doing actual literal cocaine, like, the type that you snort, is, like, kind of on the team side for Hunter. Oh, totally. So he might view that as, like, not really quite falling off the wagon, just, like, taking the edge off a little bit, not really, like... You know, he's no, like, at I... least I'm not, like, falling asleep with my crack pipe in my mouth right. and, like, hookers all around and stuff. No, I completely agree. As a matter of fact, just, like, as far as, like, drinking, I can relate to that a little bit. I, although I'm not, like, a, 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 I, I don't drink every 15 minutes. Like, Hunter was using crack, you know, and, and I don't... And you didn't sneak nips into the White House when we went there. Right, exactly. I was able to, <laughs> I was able to not. I didn't know it was an option. I would have, <laughs> apparently... <laughs> but I think that's it for uh, Corrine Jump here, pretty much. There was a story in the New York Times over oh, the weekend about Hunter Biden's daughter in Arkansas. Uh, does the president acknowledge this little girl as his granddaughter? I don't have anything to share from here. Wow, what a cold thing to say. What a cold thing to say. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I have nothing to share. Sorry, uh, little girl. I know that you're watching, you're Googling yourself uh, and, uh, in YouTube. And seeing this, but you know what? He doesn't want to be inconvenienced by you. I'm not going to get into uh, specifics. All I can say is when people visit the West Wing, uh, there is uh, an air, there is the area of the West Wing where uh, it is highly uh, traveled, uh, and that is what happens. People come through this particular area. It's highly traveled. I'm just not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to get into, uh, uh, not going to get ahead of the Secret Service, and so I'll let them speak to that. It is so wildly irresponsible and cynical for them to be blaming tourists. Yeah. No, it's incredible. And I mean, like, it, uh, like I say, I think the reason why they seem so blasé about this is like that they know exactly where it came from and what right. happened. And Joe's already yelled at Hunter about it. And now they're in CYA mode. Yes, and like they said, the Politico thing saying, the law enforcement says it's probably not going to find it, the suspect. Well, you're not going to find the suspect amongst the tours going through. <laughs> that's true. I you're going to see somebody stumble into that room, though, and then stumble out of that room, and then, then what, what are the chances that this videotape goes missing? Uh, I'd say pretty good. I mean, like, I don't want to be too paranoid, but the idea that they're, I, I mean, they're going to have to provide the visitors logs and the, who was in, uh, you know, or they're just going to say like, it's classified. We can't show you video. It's classified. Because, well, but they might, they might say that they don't want people seeing like where the cameras are in those hallways, you know? They don't want to, like, provide anybody what? any information. Like, they might say they can't make the video public because, like, <laughs> they can't show people, like, where the cameras are in the White House, right? Yeah. I, I, I could I, see I, <laughs> Or, you know, what they could do is they could show everybody the the film and then change where the cameras are. Or add more cameras. <laughs> you know, they had no problem. I've seen the, the plenty of footage in the Capitol of Josh Hawley sprinting away from the crowd that he incited. incited. And uh, Antler Guy, that one I've seen. I know the cameras are there. Yeah, they figured out how to release those. But I just, if there is video of Hunter leaving that crack, you and I are, sorry, not crack, uh, the powder cocaine or whatever. I'm not up on my dry names. Then uh, we're not going to 
see it ever. Um, I'd be remiss, honey, if I didn't briefly touch on one more subject, given that it is um, our, you know, post-Independence Day show. Yes. Um, and this is, like, I like this topic because it reminds me of, like, classic talk radio. Like, it reminds me of when you used to be on Michael Graham. Like, every year you would do these topics. Mm-hmm. Right? But... There was um, a tweet from the Sioux Falls PD yesterday around 10 p.m. And uh, they're, they're in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But they happily tweeted out this picture of these um, two female police officers smiling yep. and looking all happy. And they tweeted out, we are back at it again. It's exhausting being the bad guys, but someone has to do it. It's not worth the $107.50 citation. And then they tweet out a little picture of the citation they just issued somebody for 100 bucks for... Uh, Speeding? For, no, putting off fireworks. Oh. Because fireworks are prohibited within the city of Sioux Falls. So... They're happily tweeting out to let you know that they are happy to bust you and that's, find you. Yeah, that's like Massachusetts has got the, the you know fireworks are illegal here. It's such, it's such mm-hmm. a nanny thing. You know, we didn't have to. Sometimes you got to do what you're told. You don't have to pay the Fauci. Remember he said that. Sometimes you just got to do yeah. what you're told. But it reminds me of like when the police like it gets my like more libertarian leaning hackles up when the police happily tweet out little pictures of themselves and how happy they are like seizing stuff from people like when they do the civil asset forfeiture and they take people's stuff and they're like look at all this great it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stuff we got that's now funding our department, and it like reminds me of them, and they're like... We're just out here busting people for fireworks. Happy Fourth, guys. Like, and it's like these two smiling chicks. Like, it just makes me think of how, like, women are always, like, the worst authoritarians. Of course, it's the female officers who are happy to go around busting people for fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. That is a humorless thing. It does play to that. Um, there's one thing else I want to get to as well. This Hollywood mm-hmm. Elsewhere, this guy. Um, what is this, this writer's name? It is Jeff Wells that has this piece. Uh, who remembers who was killing the great chefs of Europe? A trifle, 45 years ago, barely recalled, but a catchy title. Right now, it's nonsensically coming to mind because of the burning question of the moment is, who or what is behind the departures of all these DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, executives? 
Four have uh, ankled over the last 10 days or so, and three since last Wednesday. Disney's chief diversity officer and senior VP, LaTondra Newton, hired in 2017, exited on 620 to pursue, quote, other endeavors. A symbolic beheading over the somewhat disappointing returns on Disney's Little Mermaid, uh, especially in China and South Korea, which could arguably be, be blamed on the casting of Halle Bailey, or is it, or, or is that a reach? Eight days later, 628, the ankling I of- would say it's a reach considering that the Spider-Man movie, which has black stars in it, did just fine in China and everywhere uh, at the same time. Yeah, eight days later, 628, the ankling of- uh, but, but is that what he's saying necessarily? Well, a lot of people speculate that The Little Mermaid didn't do well in China because it stars a black girl. Yeah. Uh, eight days later, the ankling of Verna Myers, uh, Netflix's Netflix cheap of inclusion strategy since 2018 was announced. She'll apparently remain as an advisor to Netflix as she focuses her attention on her consulting company. Two more diversity execs flew or otherwise exited the coop on Friday. Karen Horn, Warner Brothers, Discovery's SVP of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion since March 2020, was laid off in the contributions of Janelle English, EVP of Impact and Inclusion uh, with the Academy of Motion, Picture, Arts, and Sciences since July 2022, came to a sudden and mysterious end. You can call this activity a coincidence. Maybe it is, but if this was a thriller of some sort, you'd be saying to yourself, something seems up. A case for Latter-day Hercule Poirot, I don't know. Anyway, it's an Agatha Christie character. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it, like with all this stuff now, the although Odyssey just announced that we have a new DEI um, person, uh, okay. yeah, David Field sent an email around saying that today. Um, so between that and the, the affirmative action stuff and the college uh, admissions stuff. Is it possible? Is it possible that the fever is breaking in this country, in well, the world, but in this country? Um, I think to an extent. I mean, I think there's people that like aren't gonna that have so fully bought in, they're not gonna change their mind. You know? Oh yeah, some people are just true believers, but people, I think there are other people who who have who have kept quiet. Who are like when the when the Zoom calls the in board meeting calls get to this stuff are like oh, and now saying hey um, we're hemorrhaging money can we cut this crap out and refocus here on the stuff that we used to do when we made money? Yeah, I mean I think that's true. I think part of it is like the economy is forcing a lot of companies to make decisions. Like I don't think that the DEI stuff is the primary reason companies like Disney or Netflix or whoever are losing money. But realistically speaking, it's definitely somewhere where you could like make the cut if you're struggling financially as a company, right? Like companies right. that are having more trouble have a lot less time and energy to burn on this stuff. Like you need the realists left in the building. And yeah, like, you're right. And like we're going to get and, things done. And like, yeah, so it's, that's why it's a casualty of, you know, the economy more. So I think than like, it's not, it, I mean, there is also mounting evidence that all these DEI initiatives and stuff don't work, that they actually hurt company cohesion and mm -hmm. stuff. 
um, and are divisive in the workplace. And, um, you know, and like this affirmative action Supreme Court ruling, like you talked about and read the article about last week, you know, it, it could end up impacting um, businesses as well. They can't go around saying they're hiring on the basis of race. I mean, like they should never have been anyway. But I think the Supreme Court hopefully has made clear now that even if you say it's a diversity initiative, you can't hire people on the basis of mm-hmm. race. It's still illegal. So, um yeah, like I I do think there are starting to be some forces pushing in the other direction. And you look also at like this Bud Light stuff, right? Like people are getting annoyed at companies that get too like luxury at them in their marketing as well. Well, yeah, and I think part of the, the problem that we've learned from Bud Light is – it's one thing to betray your consumers, to to betray your P1s. It's one thing to do that. It's another thing so because it shows a disconnectedness from the C-suites and the these overpaid woke DEI people who are who are useless other than to create problems. You know, they're all Guinan from the next generation Star Star Trek. They're just they, they can't shoot anything, they can't fly the ship. They they just are a spiritual pain in the ass. Um you mean Deanna Troy? Oh, is it Troy? Who's oh, Guinan's Whoopi Goldberg? Deanna Troy, yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you. She was okay. hot though. Um, so, but it's a, it's another thing when these people. I mean, eventually they're they're saying, "What you're getting three hundred thousand dollars to do what? To be to suck in this meeting, and to like give us all homework and put us in uncomfortable places and whatever." It's like, shut up, lady or dude. This is absolutely useless. Yeah, agreed. It's, you know, these DEI initiatives, they're toxic for the workplace. And I think that there's like, there's, I do think, you say is the fever breaking, like, I don't know, some places more than others. But yeah, I would think and hope that, you know, maybe we're at kind of a turning point of like peak wokeness. I forgot, you know, when I mentioned Guinan, I was getting to a point and I totally forgot it. Damn it. Oh, that's a that's a shame. I guess that's it. I guess all I guess that's all I had. Huh. <sighs> all right, should we do the? Um, I wanted to talk about the legacy, um, stuff, but we can do that tomorrow. I thought we already talked about legacy emissions. Yeah, but there's something. There's, um, there's something else. So let me. Okay, let me just say this on legacy admissions. There's a great uh, article in the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. by William Galston. And he just talks about how a university, Texas, University of Texas at Austin. I'll read this this paragraph. I just find this interesting. Despite giving special treatment to children of, children of big donors, the University of Texas at Austin has found a way to mitigate the effects of this unequal opportunity. Since 2009, 75 percent of its admission slots have been reserved for the highest achieving students at each of the state's high schools: rich and poor, rural, urban, and suburban. This policy has produced a highly diverse student body. 65% are non-white. Nearly one quarter of them, uh, nearly one quarter of whom are the first in their families to attend college. Over the past decade, the university has achieved dramatic increases in the share of students from low-income and minority backgrounds who remain in school and graduate on time. That just tells you that the um that the high schools themselves aren't internally diverse, like each high school 
right? Because what it tells you is that they're getting diversity by going high school to high school and saying the top people from each high school. Mm, interesting. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, there's high schools where a lot of the kids are the first in their family to go to college, right? And there's high schools where a lot of the kids are of, like, a specific ethnic makeup. So that's, like, another one of those factors that you can use as, like, a substitute for race. You know, just like in Boston, you could discriminate not on skin color but on zip code, and you could probably come out with, like, a fairly close approximation if you wanted to. Um And like I said, I think they should be careful what they wish for in terms of the legacy admission stuff, because if they try and make the case to the Supreme Court that policies that have a disparate impact for different races, um, you know, should be illegal, then they're going to find that those like zip code discrimination policies might also turn out to be illegal. Albie, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. That Tom brings with him when he goes to hotels to make sure he can use it at the breakfast buffet. Um, Ooh, here and but, they uh, bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat where you can leave a message. This is an list. Paige Spiranak fan from Gloucester. Alice, you saw this picture I sent of Paige today? Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I, I it, today's National Bikini Day, and I can't believe we didn't get any good bikini shots of you when you were hot. Are there good bikini shots of me? Not from this last calendar year. That's because I was hot during like December through February. I know. Damn it, Alice. We got to do better. Oh, and, <sighs> and by the way, I want a, an official apology about the um, Mrs. Claus outfit. If, not, I'm not going to comment about that. Why? That was your chance to show off. I can't see you, so I don't know what it, to, to be concerned now. What do you mean you can't see me? Are you okay? So you're smiling, so we're okay, right? <laughs> Are you mad? Am I in trouble? No, but I'm not going to comment on that. Okay. A lot of fun you are. Mm-hmm. All right, Paige Spiernak, fan from Gloucester. Hey, Tom, Steve from Gloucester. Hey, Steve. I was wondering if you had a chance to view. Paige Baranak's posts from the 4th of July on Twitter, and if so, what are your reaction? My reaction is that, one, obviously she used to follow me on Twitter. She then got angry at me when I said that she was fat or suggested it. My feeling is that uh, she looks uh, good in that. She's a very voluptuous uh, young lady. I do believe that she was thinner a few years ago. That's all I'm saying. Now that we're not friends anymore, and uh, and, uh, and and I think I'm safe. Alice, any thoughts on that? I think Paige Spiernak is a lovely woman. Wow, you are just salty. She looks very nice in a bikini. I don't understand. What am I? What am I? What am I supposed to weigh in about Paige Spiernak? Say something that appeals to my immature um, uh, mind. I don't know what to say. Oh. Mm-hmm. Say something controversial. Say something controversial. Yes, react to the react to that good message. I don't. You're the Paige Spiernak expert in the relationship. Yeah, I know, but I you seem to resent her now. She no, I don't resent her at all. I think she looks lovely in the bikini. What do you want me to say about it? What about her looks lovely in the bikini? <laughs> what <do you> <laughs> Work with me. <laughs> Work with me. She's a lovely woman. She looks lovely in the bikini. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
What do you want? Hey, Tom. Steve from Gloucester. How you hey, doing? Steve. I this is find it very fascinating that you call food gorgeous. Like oh, whenever yeah. you see something that's plated well or whenever you talk about cheese, you call it gorgeous. To me, women are gorgeous. Yep. Like Salma Hayek is gorgeous. Oh, ho, ho. I've never heard anybody call food gorgeous. So yeah. very intrigued by that, Tom. And I wanted to know where that started from because usually gorgeous to me means women, not food. Yeah, you're right, Steve. Mm-hmm. So and I agree with Salma. At the Poland Spring Resort, you said you were divorcing me to marry your son's um, steak and cheese sub. Really? Yes. What a twisted thing to say. <laughs> Although that son was that that sub was absolutely gorgeous. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yes, I have now sexualized food, Steve. This only happened in the last couple of years. I don't. I mean, there's obviously a pile of things for uh, a shrink to work on once we find <laughs> one. But uh, no, food. Some food is gorgeous. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you you lust after food just like you lust after women, right? And then once you've had or once you've completed the endeavor um, with food, much like women, then you're no longer interested in either one, right? <laughs> right? For a while. I think that's how it works. I'm going to look at you again, see where we're at. Okay. <laughs> okay. Play the messages. Hi, folks. Hey. Uh, Tom. Yes. I just wanted to uh, bring something up. I understand now why whenever you talk about your unsuccessful runs at women yep. prior to Alice, um, why you were in such uh, dire straits. And it all harkens back to the podcast I listened to uh, last night where you confused the word areola yeah. and aioli. Ooh. One... <laughs> Is a dipping sauce. Which is gorgeous. One is a prominent part of a woman's breast. Right. And it, it's all clear to me now. Those 20-minute monologues you go on about how terrible you were with women. Yes. Now I get it. Your mind is mayonnaise-based. All sorts of dipping sauces run right off of mayo as a uh, base. Yeah. So now I completely understand. Alice, you saved this man. Yes, you did, Alice. Thank yes, you. I love your aiolis, Alice. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, it is good stuff. But that is a—it's a major part of the things, right? Hello. I don't know. It is your aioli lawyer? or I, I don't areola. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore, Alice. I'm obviously <laughs> trying to get you here to play this game with me. But you're not Nancy from uh, Malden. You're Alice from Lexington. Call Nancy. Mm. Hey, Tom. Yes. I've got it. I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, the mystery of the cocaine in the White House. Oh, good. Good. It belongs to Dr. Jill. What? But of course, it's for medicinal purposes only. Uh... Anyway, I'll accept your congratulations for solving the mystery of the century. Well done. Can, later. can she write that script? Can people still uh, prescribe cocaine, Alice? Apparently, I was seeing this on Twitter. People talk about this. Um, apparently, you there is such a thing as prescription cocaine. Like, it can be done. Really? But, there, um, but somebody who is a pharmacist on Twitter said he's literally never seen one filled ever. So they can't coke it to, at, the, at the drugstore? At the druggist? 
Are you okay? What is happening here? Sorry, just had a slight cough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm apparently like there is such a thing as getting a prescription for cocaine. Alice, it's uh, incredibly rare. I don't know if they have it. George Hamilton has left a message. You familiar with George Hamilton? No. Um, he is a very handsome and tanned man. His son was Ashley Hamilton, I think, who was big in the nineties. Nothing. Nope, got nothing. Nothing in the file. I gotta admit, Tom, oh, very clever. Tim and Canton. Getting Alice yeah. into a 10-minute, seemi- seemingly interested discussion about tan lines and your yeah, curiosity. Go, Tim, yes. The yeah. questions that she couldn't answer led to yes. a comment about you going to Revere to, you know, check it out. Mm-hmm. And yep. you rightly saying, hey, you know, that's derogatory. It is. But... Still, I have a feeling we'll see you parked in your non-air-conditioned <laughs> car with a telescopic lens doing some research to find out how women, and I do mean females, how they actually get their tan lines. Way to get a pass Thank- and do it in the name of science. Thank you, Tim. Well done, buddy. Well Thank done. you. I was trying to do the same thing with uh, Paige Bernack tonight, but Alice uh, wouldn't bite. Although, Tim... One of the reasons, every once in a while, Alice will surprise me, and I'll say, this is the greatest woman on the face of the earth. And Alice, would you like to say what you did today? Hmm? Alice? What did I do today? Would you like to say what you did today, regarding lenses, taking pictures of women in bikinis? Oh, that was last night, yeah. yeah. Uh, Elaborate, please. (laughs) Alice, you don't say that with men listening. I was just a trend spotting. I did send you a picture of somebody at the um, hotel pool who had a lot of um, like extra strings on her bikini because we were talking about that being a trend. Okay, but you sent you took a picture illicitly. <laughs> well, I was taking pictures of my kid in the pool mostly, so right. like I just so you had plausible to, like, deniability right there, and, right? Like, wow, talk yeah. about thinking like a guy, Alice. <laughs> I'm very pleased with you. You keep those coming. <laughs> Curious, Tom mentioned about being intimate on the pod yesterday. Being what in the pod? Intimate. Oh, really? Does it actually count as being intimate if the listeners are told every single time you guys are intimate? <laughs> I did say nay, my friend. Nay. This is that's my fault because I because I I was. I was not um, slapping the ladies away um, in my early years. I think it's fair to say, and so yeah. But I think we've been together a while now, and I think people believe that you and I have been together physically. I, I, at this point, so. I can't. I, think, you know, I, I can't think trust the complete efficacy. Can't trust the complete efficacy of that. Other people, everybody needs to know. Alice, so uh, I have to <laughs> drive it. Sleep together. Yes, I have to drive it home. Even the fact that you said those words to me is very, very nice. I'm gonna have to isolate that. <laughs> okay. Bud Dwyer ice cream. This is a message for Ben and Jerry because I know they probably listen to this podcast. Absolutely, Vermonter. I'll listen to you tell me about my ancestors dying to steal this land, which they did. If you'll give me back money that I gave to my kids to buy your shit. Oh. shitty ice cream <laughs> and i consider myself somewhat of a connoisseur that stuff is rubbish it's overhyped 
It's overpriced. It's overpriced. It's definitely over-sugared. Yeah. The flavors are stupid. <laughs> no wonder they have a graveyard farm because most of them suck. My goodness. And the last thing I'd say is, how about you create something that is more accurate, like, you know, smelly hippie who's a virtual signaling pig flavor? <laughs> or we could just get I don't think they're gonna do cut that. right to the chase and just call it a cup. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I've ever heard such a vicious attack on um, on ben, ben and Jerry's. What is your take on yeah, Ben and Jerry's? Yeah, it is overhyped and overpriced. Um, I do have a soft spot for the Cherry Garcia, but oh. I mean, um, I met uh, Chunky, but I do, New but York, I Chunky like, Fudge but guy. Now a lot of when I was a kid, that was like the only flavor that was like that that I knew of anyway. But yeah. now, like now, there's. Um, like lots of ice creams do a cherry. Ice yeah, cream I think yeah, it was a New York so, fun chunky thing I used to eat. Is it the chunky th- monkey? Thing? No, no, that or, was just there was there was a New York a fudge or something. One, but I'm not a banana person. Yeah. But like I said, I was attacked on our podcast for saying I love cherries and like my Ugh. mom's cherry brownies that she would make at Christmas. I thought were like the oh, greatest I'm sorry. Thing. My sister specifically called me from the car listening to the podcast to be like, out of all the Christmas cookies, you like the stupid cherry brownies? Yeah, she is right. Like, she is right. Oh, that is that but is. I love cherries. They're like one of my favorite. I'm things. sorry about that, Alice. I'm sorry about um, that. But yeah, no, I do like the cherry Garcia flavor. But yeah, now I haven't actually bought a Ben and Jerry's cherry garcia ice cream in years and years because plenty of brands have a cherry flavor well in plus in this family a pint is going to last 11 seconds oh yeah no they sell them in way too small containers that is a perfectly valid gripe against ben and jerry's and now have you seen this is really should be on the food podcast topic have you seen the like really really tiny ones that they sell now that are like they're like the size of like a shot glass practically No. They're so tiny. I'm like, who would do that? What would be the point? I don't understand. Alice's last, next and last caller says, is spelled P-O-R-F-I-R-I-J-E. What word is that? Porphyrige? Um, it says Porphyrige okay. Cancer Thoughts. Porphyrie. Porphyrie Cancer Thoughts? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here we go. Yeah. Burn Barrel Pod. Episode 799. Tim, what is that word? Google Podcasts, 46-minute mark, if you would. Can you kindly tell us, is that Caitlin Upton, Miss South Carolina, from the 2007 pageant that was chiming in with their thoughts on cancer? Because it sounded very, very much like that person. Was that Kate Upton from 2000? Wait, what are we talking about? I think he's talking about the South Carolina girl who was inarticulate, and I think it's about me. What's the timestamp again? Burn Barrel Pod, episode 799. Okay. Google Podcasts, 46-minute mark, if you would. Can you kindly tell us, is that Caitlin Upton, Miss South Carolina, from the 2007 pageant? That was chiming in with their thoughts on cancer, because it sounded very, very much like that person. Um, seven ninety nine. Yeah. And he said, "How many minutes in?" I don't know. Wait to listen, Alice. You have to do it on Google Podcast though, because it might be different player to player depending on the ads play. I don't have Google Podcast. 
Well, that's 7.99. Why it up again. Play the spot, the the okay. timestamp again. Tim, where's uh, what is that word? Perfusion. It's the name of From the Barrel Pod, episode 7.99. Google Podcasts, 46 minute mark, if you would. 46 minute mark. So maybe it's a little earlier on Apple Podcasts. I can't find Google Podcasts. Uh, Here we go. On Apple Podcasts. Uh, here we go. Do you have it? Continue your journey at Arizona. No, you, you Continue won't, your we journey. Won't, will we hear it if you play it? Are you playing it? Yeah. I can't hear it. Are you? Is it making noise? Okay, I'm going to play it. At Arizona you can, nobody State can hear University. what you're doing. Choose from more than... That's like our oil. 46 are minutes. This is 39. But when I can't you, find you, it. When you, I think it's called. Not that you asked. This is huge, is. Alice. No, I, <laughs> 40 that minutes. little scarf reminds me of a beard. 40. That's your Tom time, then. 47. God bless you. But, but uh, don't use the. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Walk the Shake and bake. For one of the rare ones where I figured that we got to kind of load up on some stuff. Okay, here we go. And um, this is 4552. So but. Um, but yeah, still, steak is so damn expensive. So expensive. Mind, so I didn't get it. Why don't we try and find for, this um, offline and not some oh, chicken sure? But this is it. We got to kind of load up on some stuff. And the Groblin one. I walked further than that. But um, I, cause I can't, I don't even want to walk with like bundles yeah. of stuff in my hands, especially mm-hmm. since. You could lose a soup on the sidewalk anywhere. That's really. exactly right. Exactly right. But that, the Groblin one, I'm going to the, yes, sir. really go to market basket every single day okay so we <laughs> we'll have to find it offline all right albie saying i sounded ditzy when i talked about cancer what did you talk about cancer i think somebody called and said they lost somebody to cancer oh i'll have, have to thought. check check it out i'll have to check it out in I that word in the i think it's in the chat chat if i'm recalling we'll find that tim Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, if you want to join us in the live chat on Patreon, that is at patreon.com slash You can join that. Of course, you can always listen for free. There are links to plenty of places to listen at barnbarrelpodcast.com. We are on YouTube. We are on Rumble. Um, all places like that. And uh, if you want to leave a message for the chat chat, that's at barnbarrelpodcast.com as well. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.